It is Friday, June 21st, and this is The Rally. Hey everybody, Adam Giardino with you, and it's time for another episode of The Rally. Grant Wilkes-Barre polished off the Norfolk Tides, a three-game sweep with a 9-7 victory last night. It wasn't quite the craziness of Wednesday night's victory, but a thrilling comeback win nonetheless. Into the highlights we go, and the Norfolk Tides scored twice in the top of the fourth inning, so they grabbed the early lead. But then in the bottom of the fourth, the Rail Riders chipped away. Two batters were aboard, Ryan McBroom at second, Tyler Wade at first, and with two outs, the batter was Logan Morrison. First pitch to Morrison, line drive, left field, base hit. Falls in front of Rifaela. Around third, coming in to score, McBroom. The throw cut off at third base as Wade scoots in standing. It's an RBI single for Logan Morrison, and the Rail Riders on the board. It's now 2-1 to one in the bottom of the fourth inning. The Norfolk Tides grabbed a run in the top of the fifth to make it 3-1. The Rail Riders got a run back, so it was still a one-run game going into the sixth inning. But that was when the Tides started to stretch their wings. They put four runs on the board, most of those coming off the starter Daniel Camarena, and it was a 7-2 Norfolk Tides lead going to the bottom of the sixth. Yesterday, the Rail Riders erased a late three-run deficit. They trailed 5-2 in that one. Well, it was 7-2 last night, and they knew they had some work to do. So in the bottom of the sixth inning, Logan Morrison stepped up to begin that comeback effort. 2-2, Morrison swings and drills one high into the night sky. Out to the berm and to the top of the berm and gone. Rail Riders could use some offense to spark a rally. They trail by five. Morrison circles the bases and they now trail by four. It's 7-3 Norfolk. That was the 10th of the year for Lomo, and that made him the 6th rail rider with double-digit home runs this season. Mike Ford, Ryan McBroom, Kyle Higashioka, Trey Ambergie, Logan Morrison, and Brad Miller. It's game 70 of the year, the exact midway point of 2019. The rail riders with six guys. Last year, the scranton Wilkesbury rail riders had six players with 10 homers all of last season. So enough of that. The Rail Riders trailed 7-3 in the bottom of the sixth inning, and it was still 7-3 going to the bottom of the eighth. And that was when the comeback began. The first two batters, Tyler Wade, Tyro Estrada, singled. Logan Morrison singled, and that brought home Wade. That made it 7-4. The next two men were retired, though. And so it was still 7-4 with two outs. One more pitch gets Norfolk out of the jam, but instead... Trey Ambergie singled. That brought home a run. And as Bravik Valera stepped to the plate, it was ultimately a 7-6 game with Ambergie, the tying run at first base. Bravik Valera in the box as the potential go-ahead run. Well, Riders with four singles in the frame. The 1-0. Valera crushes it! And this game has flipped the script. The Rail Riders now lead it 8-7. A day after Bravik Valera was the walk-off hero, he plays the same role, but in the eighth inning, Scranton Wilkesbury all the way back, plus one. The hero on Wednesday, and he was the hero last night as well, but the Rail Riders weren't done. For the cherry on top, enter Clint Frazier in his first game for the Rail Riders this season. Pitch for the Rail Riders in 16 and 2017. Here's the 2-2 two -two to Frazier. And Clint crushes one towards left. Going back is Rifaela, and this is obliterated. 
off the bridge and the Rail Riders extend the lead. Back-to-back -back homers. 9-7. 9-7 the final. Wednesday's pregame guest J.P. Fireisen picked up yet another victory. He's 6-0 and out of the bullpen this season. David Hess, the man who pitched the eighth inning, picks up the loss. Before yesterday's game, we had a chance to chat with Wednesday night starter. The numbers continue to look good for right-hander Brody Kerner in his first just about full season with Scranton Wilkesbury. And for Kerner, the product of Clemson out of the ACC, he was a polished draft pick when the Yankees selected him a few years ago, but this is his best season yet. And we wanted to know the reason for all the early season success. I started using the cutter a little more, especially going into lefties and down the way to righties. Um, but I mean, my goal all the time is just to get ground balls, and the defense has played well behind me, which is partly why I've been able to go deep in games. When did you start throwing that cutter? Was that something you added in during the offseason, or did you always kind of have that as part of your arsenal? So I added it two years ago, or last year, I guess. I started throwing it last year, um, and it was brand new. So it's like some days it would be there, some days it wouldn't be there, and then kind of had the whole offseason to work with it and got a good feel of it in spring training, and then it's been pretty good so far. Who were you kind of working with? Were you working with any one person specifically maybe to, to kind of develop that pitch, or is it just kind of everyone giving you a tip here and there? Um, some of it was like working with Rosie uh, when he was in Trenton, and then I took it in the offseason. I was like, okay, I'm going to mess with different grips. And I found one that I liked, and I actually changed it when I got to spring training. I talked to Pav, and he was like, hey, this is how Greg Maddox threw his. And, you know, obviously he was pretty successful, so it was like, <laughs> Sure, I'll try it. So I tried it, and it, it's been pretty good since I've switched to that grip. Here with Rail Riders pitcher Brody Kerner. Last night was kind of a crazy victory, and it seems like another one in a long line of, of kind of crazy victories for the Rail Riders this year. When you're on the mound, do you think at all, like, you know what, I've got an offense that can pick me up late should something go wrong, or, or is that not even something that's in your mind? I mean, these guys, they can hit. They can flat-out hit. Um, it's, it's definitely fun to pitch when you know that your team's got your back. And, I mean, these guys can put up 10 runs like it's nothing. I think there was a stretch of probably 10, 15 games where we were scoring seven runs a game. It's like that's awesome. Um, I mean, obviously, like when we go out there and pitch, like you want to do your job and put up zeros. And so that, that's the main focus. But it is nice knowing that, hey, if you give up a run or two, that more often than not we're going to score more than a couple runs in a game. When you kind of look back at earlier this season, you were down in Trenton in Double A. Now here in Scranton, Wilkesbury, the first half of the season, a lot's been made about the new baseballs at Triple A. So you've gotten experience them both from a pitcher's standpoint. Do they affect the way that you go about your job on the mound at all, depending on how the baseball is is kind of about, or is you just the same pitcher either way? I think I'm a little different than most people because some people like to throw the ball up. I mean, I tend to like to throw it down, so. Um, I mean, yeah, like you make a mistake, these balls definitely, you know, if they square it up, it's probably going to go out. Um, but in general, I mean, I want to pitch down in the zone. If I'm pitching down the zone, I don't, it doesn't really matter what ball you use. It's like, okay, hopefully they hit it straight in the ground and then defense makes plays. Sure, sure. Here with Rail Riders pitcher Brody Kerner on the pregame show. And Brody, kind of going back to a few years ago when you got drafted out of Clemson. Coming up through the Yankees system, obviously you've already talked a little bit about how you've changed as a pitcher just over the last couple of years, but what do you wish you knew back then that you know now, just with some of the short season leagues getting underway in the drafts, kind of in the recent rearview mirror? Um, I guess like the big thing is 
like using the information that we have on the hitters and stuff like that, knowing what their weaknesses are and what their strengths are to be able to pitch, you know, what my strengths are, but pitch against their weaknesses, you know, to be more successful that way. What do the Yankees kind of have you working on or or focusing on, or or do they at this point to to try and take that next step in your game and, and get to the next level? I mean, I think a lot of it is just being more consistent, doing what I do more consistently, you know, not hanging a pitch here, or hang, you know, and, and missing a spot by two feet, but trying to make the misses small and be more consistent and hitting the spots that I want to hit. Big thanks to Brody Kerner for being our pregame guest, and big thanks to you for making the rally part of your day today. The Durham Bulls come to town, the team with the best record in the International League, taking on the Rail Riders, the team with the second best record in the league. For a 7.05 first pitch, pregame coverage with Adam Marco and me begins at 6.35 on the Rail Riders Radio Network, the TuneIn Radio app, and on the MILB first pitch app as well. I'm Adam Giardino. Follow me on Twitter. I'm at Adam Giardino, G-I-A-R-D-I-N-O. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you later tonight.